Well, hello there, friends and loyal listeners. You are here for another episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. I'm Lisa Kapala. This is Season 3, Episode 2 of Bridging the Digital Divide. And I have my friend and Sherpa guide, Brad McKenna, who's on loan from the library. Hello, Brad. What's going on over at the library? Anything exciting? We're talking about the Wilmington Library for those of you listening in other places. We we actually had uh, a... Go back to curbside because of the the rising numbers. So we were open for a while for uh, appointment only, and then we were actually open for uh, you could just walk in on the first floor, which was great. People loved it. People were so happy to be back. And then Thanksgiving hit, and people weren't responsible, and so now we have to kind of well, take it back a notch. But, but um, yeah. that gave us some time to think about some things, and yes. so today's show is going to be our wish list of fun technology stuff that we want to get. I enjoyed doing the research for this <laughs> because I let myself really wander through Amazon and some other places with money not being an object, which is never the thing for right. me. It's always, well, how much? And can I get it cheaper? And what about free shipping? And what if I get it on Prime? But the things that I looked at, some of them are pricey, some of them are not, and some of them I think I'm going to save up for and get. <laughs> so I guess uh, you want to start with your first one? What you got on your list? Yeah, sure. So I kind of took the a different tack on this so like I went uh, the sky is a limit type thing things that uh, aren't really here but I can't wait to be here Ooh! so my first thing is self-driving cars and so yeah yeah, I, I think that the, the biggest problem with traffic is people <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah, that's true so there, uh, there's there's so much there's so there's so many problems that need to be solved before it becomes a viable option um, but there's so many different people working on it that I think it's only a matter of time um, okay. But you're, ta- you're talking like thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours of testing in order to actually well, get yes. all the problems. And then I'm sure there'll be issues still. Of course there are, because yeah. Because <laughs> there are still accidents now, yeah. and cars have been around since, what, maybe 1920 or Someone will write in. Someone will write in and tell us. Nineteen twenty, nineteen twenty-one, something like that. Um, I do like the parallel parking feature yeah. that they offer. You know, I I don't have a car yet who has one of those rear cameras, yeah. but I would really like to get that. I know you can attach one. Oh, really? If you don't, yeah, I know there's a way you can buy one that you put on your dash that you can attach yourself. Yeah. But, mo- you know, a lot of your more higher-end cars, mm-hmm. which I'll never own, um, <laughs> have the, the rear camera, which is nice for backing up. But the parallel parking thing makes me just suspect nervous. Yeah. I don't know. That seems little... like a lot of technology packed into there. Yeah. What do you think a self-driving car will cost? Oh, God. I, yeah. like Because think about what a regular vehicle I means. Something somewhat decent is going to be about 20K. If it's new, yeah, maybe twenty five. If yeah. you're going with an SUV or a truck, maybe maybe people are laughing, going, "What do you mean? What? Where are you going?" <laughs> maybe it's more like forty. But if it has that technology, I would imagine initially, like all technology, is going to be super pricey yeah. until everybody gets it. Yeah, I mean, well over six figures. I think the first yeah. ones like become like quote unquote commercially available. I don't know what what kind of people yeah. can now just kind of splurge on will six there, figures. Will there be like a self driving car lane? That's a good and question. all the yeah. rest of us will drive in the other area and wave as they glide on by, sleeping in their vehicle. You know, right. um, it always <laughs> makes me think of those little racetracks when we were a kid that we had, where um, the the remote control car had like a little kind of a metal piece sticking down, and you would sort of push that into the track, and the car sure, would just kind sure. of go. So I'm wondering if it's something like that, where it'll be more road. 
That's interesting. Infrastructure, like, or like will the, it just be technology? Like streetcars, right? So yeah, like, yeah, exactly the track. like so that. Maybe yeah. that's what, because there's so many different variables. Like the biggest issue they usually have is uh, self-driving cars and the testing have been too timid. And so like if there's somebody at a crosswalk, they won't go, even if the person is letting them go because they don't, they can't read like facial expressions. They can right. read objects and they can read, sonar is sound waves and then LIDAR is light waves and radar they have all these different types of things to gather information about their surrounding environment but if that changes they have they they're a computer obviously so they can adjust quickly but there's certain things that are too subjective like if that person's going to dash out in front of the street and so they've really or a dog or a ball or a baby or a thousand other things (laughs) yeah interesting and i wonder too you must they must they will build into it that you would have the option to be able to drive it in a in the regular way, yeah. I mean, so whatever the, word they'll call that, traditional driving, <laughs> or you know, hands and mind free, right? I mean, I don't know. I guess it would be nice to have both options. I think regulatory. I think you have to because, like, the Teslas have a driver, uh, a driver assist, or something like that, where like you have to be looking at the screen. So there's like lasers mounted on the dash to track your eye movements, and mm. so they want to make sure that you're not you're not sleeping. Uh, yeah, so. that's a good thing, right? <laughs> Under, interesting. Where did you find your information about this? Did you just Google it? I, yeah, I Googled it. Uh, Medium, the website Medium, has a really good article on the challenges. Uh, Wired has done a couple of different, um, uh, different articles. It's a Wired on, magazine? Yeah, well, yeah right, their webpage yeah, as well. Um, Google, Google has uh, their, their self-driving car. If you've ever seen it, it's like a, it looks like one of those smart cars, but it has all the Google colors. So like mm. one door is yellow, one door is like blue. It, it looks like a clown car. Interesting. And it's so small. Um, so there's, there's information out there. I mean, just start with the Google. Uh, right. The and Google. I would imagine this will start in probably California first, right? Don't they so always kind of do yeah. these things first? Yeah. Anything them. kind of a little bit off the beaten path kind of starts in Cali first. <laughs> yeah. We do all the medical stuff here right. in Boston, and they do all the fun stuff. Yeah. So my first yeah. thing was something called Cinemood, C-I-N-E. M-O-O-D, like cinema. It is the coolest little thing I've ever seen. It's like about 400 bucks. Some of them are a little more expensive. But it's a tiny little movie projector that comes preloaded with some Disney content. It's got, we just checked, five hours of rechargeable battery life. The thing that makes it neat is it's like one of those huge clunky Mm. projectors or even a moderately sized projector that you'd use for PowerPoint. But it fits in the palm of your hand. It's a little bigger than the size of maybe a Rubik's Cube. Right. And it just is amazing. And I want it so (laughs) bad. But it's a lot of money to spend. What I like about it, too, is um, it's marketed mostly to kids. So they hooked up with Disney and there's preloaded Disney content on there. What I like about it is you don't need a Wi-Fi connection to use it. Right. Because the whole point, you know, you want to watch movies and then, oh, I have no Wi-Fi. Now, you can also download your own content to this thing as well. There are just a plethora of ways it can be used. But Check it out on Amazon and other places. But it's it's really just a mini handheld projector with tons of already loaded content. And it looked like the imagery was really amazing. And any flat surface you can put it on. So if you want to put it on your ceiling or your floor or a door, even one of the, the moms that answered some questions about it said she used it to potty train her kid. Great. She put it in the bathroom and just let the kids sit there watching Disney and, <laughs> hey, you know, if it works, sure. great. So they're marketing it mostly to families mm-hmm. for family programming, but it's something I definitely would love to have. So if you're listening out there and you want to get me a gift. Yeah, we have uh, the library has a mini portable projector and it, you can like download apps. And so, you know, it's similar. It's a little bigger than this one. Um, so 
they're becoming more popular now because people just want to watch wherever they are, right? right. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if they become more popular, if maybe TV sales take a dive. Because yes. if, you, if, you, if you can connect to the internet uh, and stream uh, your Yep, your that's what it says. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It'll stream Netflix, yeah. Amazon Prime Video, YouTube, yeah. and it says anytime, yeah. anyplace, which is what really got <laughs> me. And the idea that you don't have to have an electrical cord. You don't have yeah. to plug it in somewhere. Yeah. You just you can even watch it in the car on the back of your seat. Yeah. Like, I just, I love the thing. It's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's three ninety nine right now. Yeah. They have another version without ads that is $500. Yeah. So someday, maybe, yeah. we'll see. Maybe I'll get a used one on <laughs> eBay or something. Well, I, like I said, that we the library has something similar, and so I think competition in this area is is starting to grow. Definitely, and I'm sure eventually Walmart will make one, and sure. it'll be the the Walmart S in a mood with an <laughs> S, you know. Um, but I do think sometimes with these things, you get what you pay for too. Yeah, sure. So we shall see. What else do you have on your so list? So I have. I want hologram. Like so. Ooh. Ever ever since I saw Princess Leia coming out of R two D two, asking Obi Wan for help, like that is what I want. Wow. It's it's so. There's so many issues, right? Because like, how do you get a three dimensional, uh, a three dimensional person right. to to project? Because where are you gonna? They have rudimentary ones. Uh, there's one out there, Future Future Proissimo. It's an Italian company. Who, it's really small, and it's all you you have to like have a certain like uh, device. It's like a, it looks like a hot plate where there's like uh, a ridge around it, so it can contain it because it's all about light. So bouncing light off of things in order to create the shape. Mm. Um, but like that would be so cool. I think just anywhere, similar to what you're talking about with the yeah. projector screen. So that's like that's the neat. next level. So almost like cloning, but. Not quite. Right. So what would be, what would you use that for? So like maybe that's the next version of entertainment. It's like you can watch a TV oh, show that's yeah. like on your on Ooh. your table. So like Apple has, uh, the trying for AR, augmented reality, mm-hmm. where you have, you download an app and you like, you turn on the camera essentially and you look through the iPad and you can see like, I don't know, like a battle going on on, mm. the, on the table if you're looking straight through it. I think I've, I think I've seen some, uh, sci-fi movies with yeah. something oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. that in it for zooming that would be pretty yes, interesting yes it would yeah because you could actually have kind of people sitting in their chairs mm-hmm. oh yeah i don't know yeah. that is kind of cool it's a sky high one yeah that's kind of <laughs> neat mm. i wonder what something like that would cost oh, to have a unit that yeah. does that i had something i think in the 90s that we bought when lord of the rings came out and it was like a little device and um somehow it had a holographic picture of the ring oh interesting and you would grab for the ring but it would go away uh, you know so uh, that was but that was within it a self-contained right. I think we got it at Sharper Imager right. Brookstone maybe yeah. even so that was probably like you know way back in the very beginning right. but wow that yeah. would be something that would be cool, yeah. even like think about from a political standpoint yeah, right. you know when the president does yeah. the address they can like yeah. be standing on your toaster it would be good now too right neat. social distancing <laughs> yeah definitely alright so I, I yeah. looked at something called the Trova Go T-R-O-V-A, go. And Brad will put some of this stuff on the companion page for you. It's a safe, a biometric, Mm -hmm. small, handheld safe. So you can put your passport in there. You can put items that you don't want anybody to get at in there. Um, They had car keys in there, all kinds of stuff. It's wireless, uh, no need for a lock or combination. It's collected by, um, by... 
Bluetooth, and it's accessible through biometric scanning. That's pretty cool. Biometric scanning, we know. Yeah, Can yeah, you tell yeah. us what that is? So it just basically either reads fingerprint or your uh, retina scan, and so it basically maps the whirls and loops and whatnot on your, right. on your finger and encodes it in, as a password. Right. Some laptops have it, actually. So it's not something new, but it's really... Uh, it's finicky. Uh, it's been something. It's been around for decades, but it's it, the biometrics really haven't taken off like I thought. Because I was mm. um, helping somebody change a password today, and that's still the safest, secure method is a password mm. uh, because of biometric issues. But like the, maybe things like this, if you can get like a safe with a biometric sensor, what what's next? I mean, it needs that. It needs a foothold into the wider world rather than just uh, a laptop or. Uh, because I always think of the bad guy. Yeah. And how he's going <laughs> to cut your thumb off so he can open your safe. Right. Um, this also says one of the options, which I did not think of, putting your prescription drugs in there. Yeah. So Smart. maybe that's yeah, good, you know, sure. in case animals or you have kids around or whatever, you can store it in there. Um, it's a little bit large. It's kind of a little bit bigger than maybe an eyeglass case, but it's definitely cool. Mm. Reasonable. 200 bucks. <laughs> Not yeah. super duper yeah. expensive. Something I probably wouldn't use often, but just nice to kind of have sure. as an option, you know? Yeah, yeah. So biometrics, everybody's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you have on your list? So the last thing I did, because I, 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 went, uh, I went large scale, you went small scale, which works. Yeah. Uh, so like I want uh, the internet as a public utility. And so like this show is trying to bridge the divide between the haves and the have nots. I want the I want uh, I want internet to be like your water or your in electricity. I want mm. every everything to be there and and regulated. I mean, it's a dirty word, but like if the government can regulate the prices, the government, right? It has to, right? Because you can't trust the companies I to do guess. what they want, right? So they're they're not going to make it affordable. If there's no there's no to charge less. There's no, there's nothing in it. For right, them. there's no reason for them right. to do that. But you do have to lay unless the they get a little press if they did it for like wow. six months right. and they say, oh, you know, <laughs> we're doing this because we love humanity. But right. in eight months, it's going to be million dollars, back, right? Yeah. But I can see oh. their their concern is because like Wilmington is a good a good case study is because there's still enough swampland that it's not been it's not uh, profitable for companies to physically lay the lines right. to all of these houses. Right. And so if it becomes a public utility, it has to be there. Oh. So it's Canada has tried something. I, I think they actually had to back off because I think the, they ran into issues in the Northwest Territories where everything is covered in snow and very far apart. But they wanted to bring broadband internet to every everywhere, and I think it's something that we I think we need it. This, this pandemic has really shown us the the need to give internet right. to all buildings. Right, and I mean even this summer when I you know went to a wedding and I was up in Moultonboro, New Hampshire, <laughs> and I could not get service. Yeah, right, right. You know, and that's like a regular place yeah. with trees and houses <laughs> and restaurants. And, you right. know, it's, we're not thinking out in the boondocks right. here in the Badlands. This is like a regular place, you know. Mm. So I guess that would solve the issue. And I wonder what other countries would do with that, though. I'm picturing in my mind the telephone pole that you see with a million sockets hanging yeah. out of it. You know, other countries are going to have a harder time with that because their infrastructure is not prepared, right? right. Yeah, it's it's tough because you do have to, there's a uh, big barrier for entry to become an ISP, internet service provider. Because you have to lay all the infrastructure um, uh, and then, you know, <laughs> hook up the individual houses with all the modems. And it's a huge undertaking. And right. so it's not something that they're going to do on their own. And when you hear things like coming in 2056, <laughs> you think to yourself, yeah. 2056. Yeah. I'm not saying, folks, that they said <laughs> <Right>. that. But <laughs> when you hear that, you think that's going to take forever. But time does pass. And yeah. before you know it. Yeah. 
Yeah, we you know, are. I think it's something that they need to start looking into because I, it's not something that e- you can't live without internet access. I mean, that's one of the big services the library has now. Is there's yeah. still funny. It's people the good who news need. and the bad news, though. You know. Yeah. So dependent on technology. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's nice to have a job, right? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we want to we want to be careful. You, about yeah, you that. need an ethics. So I think that some companies have started hiring like ethics positions to kind of Ooh, figure. Can I go do that job? Right. It's this. Yeah. Well, they need it because just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. I agree. And uh, and like you need somebody to watch out the so the people that create the technologies and improve the current ex- technologies, they they're it's all about the technologies. Literally all about the lines of code. That's right. all they care about. That's right. what they're good at. They're not going to think about the ramifications of what those lines of code are going to do. So mm. you need to have somebody else to look at it impartially and say, you know, maybe we shouldn't be tracking everything you do. <laughs> I read something about the guy who created scrolling. Oh, interesting. And he said when he originally created it, there was a really good reason why he did it. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> and now he's mad at himself because it's uh, made it so much easier for ads and stuff yeah. to pop. You know, he was just doing it because he got tired of, I don't know what, you know, he was trying to read something and it aggravated him. And so he created a solution and the technology was then either bought sure. or hacked or stolen yeah, or whatever yeah. they do. And it now became mainstream. But the use that he originally intended it for was not yeah. so that Facebook could put 75 ads for mattresses right. in between your best friend's <laughs> doggy pictures. Right. You know, so sometimes that happens. The sure. person who creates it has an ethical reason. Sure. Or, I mean, every sci-fi movie we've seen talks about how, you know, the military wants to grab yeah. certain technology and sure. use it for weaponry or for, you know, yeah. I mean, the, mind the internet, control or whatever. The internet you know. came from the DARPA, right? Department of, uh, Department of Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. So, like, it, the military created the internet. So it's like it, uh, that's where you get a lot of the technologies that come from the, the, from the military first, which is kind of concerning. Well, we're going to have to make sure our little MIT students get an ethics class yes. too. Uh, the next thing I have on my list is kind of a fun little thing. It's called a Go Cube. So it is a souped-up version of the Rubik's Cube that we used to have back in the day when I was a kid. Um, you might have to look at this thing to understand it, but uh, what you do is you get a little Rubik's Cube. They're calling it a Go Cube, but it looks exactly like yeah. that. And you can play a against other people cool. all over the world. That's so cool. you attach by Bluetooth or some other way, yeah. you probably can tell <laughs> us, Brad. And you can play in real time against other people. But it also has other games you can do. They have tournaments and things like that. So I just thought that was a really cool, funky take on something like sure. dominoes that we used to have. And now they've <laughs> yeah. made it into something pretty cool. So that's GoCube. Let that's me see cool. how much Amazon is charging for that. And again, we're not trying to say, yeah. please go to Amazon and buy all their stuff. This is just the easiest place for me to find information. Right. So it looks like that's about 155 and it comes with, um, you can get it with a special case and it has little special earbuds to use and, and it's really neat. And you can also play with it without using the oh. connection. So you can either do it like the olden days <laughs> or you can do it the newfangled way, which is kind of nice. That means it's something for everyone. Sure. So it's, it's pretty cool. And then I also saw something else really cool. It's called a Prinker Tattoo Printer. P-R-I-N-K-E-R, Prinker. So what this little thing does is, I love temporary tattoos. Always love them. Anytime I go to a party, I bring them. They're fun. They wash off. It's great. This thing does professional level quality looking tattoos, but they wash off. That's pretty cool. So it's basically a high-end temporary tattoo making machine. It's got 5,000 preloaded 
images on there. You can buy it in the color version or in just black and white. And what it does is, you know, let's say you decide you want to get a dolphin tattoo, but you don't know if you're really going to love that forever. Or maybe you only want to wear it for a couple of weeks and then you want to take it off. This is the perfect thing for that. Plus, if you wanted to scare your family and and kind of prank them and let them think that you wrote killer across your neck or something, you could do that as well. So I just thought really neat technology. Um, You know, even I was thinking from a tattoo parlor point of view, that might be a way to let a client test out the tattoo before they come and have it done. Let me put it on you for a couple of weeks. And if you love it, then you can come back and do the real thing. It's not super duper pricey. And like I said, you can get it in the black and white or the color. It's about 445 bucks for the color one. Um, it comes with some black ink, but it, it also has the colors. The And it looks just like a tiny yeah. little uh, Epson print chart, yeah, yeah, those yeah. inks. Yep. So can you imagine, oh, we ran out of, you know, red ink for the Rudolph tattoos <laughs> we're making, you know. But you can design your own, too. And I just thought, oh, cool. what a cool yeah. thing. Like, who thinks up these things? Yeah. Um, it also is compatible with Android devices, too. Now, I don't know why you would need that unless you wanted to download an image. Would that Maybe. be possibly yeah, why? Which would make me wonder about copyright. Yeah, tattoos and copyrights yeah, have always been kind of a thing. If you download Mickey Mouse yeah. to your printer, right. you know, I, I'm sure that they're not going to come after you because they're right. busy doing some other things now. But it's pretty cool. Um, it's easy and fast. It says it's 100% skin safe. So, you know, the dye is supposed to be hypoallergenic or whatever. And it's, it's washable. So, you know, like a regular temporary tattoo i don't know if you've ever done them but they stay for like two or three days you know well this stays a little bit longer and you would hope for you know 500 bucks (laughs) but i mean i don't know who would use this yeah but somebody like me who loves temporary tattoos i could see if a whole family chipped in and that was their thing it'd be a great thing to bring to a party i wonder how long the ink lasts that's always a problem i'm not sure now the cartridges let's see um i think they look like yeah they're not cheap the, the cartridges is probably where they're going to get you Always. That's the on the thing. comeback, right? <laughs> but just a cool, funky thing. Sure. Um, you know, if, if you've got some disposable cash and, you know, it could be neat. I mean, you could probably even make it into a career, I suppose. You know, you do face <laughs> painting, right? Sure. So you could yeah. maybe bring it along to birthday parties and along with the birthday party, you include... 50 kids tattoos what's great about this too is um when you do temporary tattooing you have to have a sponge water somebody has to put it on your arm then you peel it off carefully this would eliminate all of that covid problem this is true you wouldn't really have to touch the person you wouldn't have to use water you you just kind of lay this printer wherever you want and it says you can do it anywhere on the body so we'll just leave that <laughs> to your Do own you imagination. <laughs> but it's cute. It's um, you know a little bit bigger than the size of the palm of your hand, and it has a charging station that you put it in, and it just really cool. Sure. And then the last thing I have on my list, not so much a new item, but uh, the photo share. Sure. frames. Can you tell us how the technology for that works? I think it's pretty cool. I guess basically what you do, you do is you invite friends to your photo frame sharing app yeah. and then you can kind of share yeah. video content in pictures so yeah they, they all they all work probably a little differently but it's similar to like if you have an iphone and you you share a picture through your icloud 
you give people access to it because everything's on the magic cloud. Uh, so you, if it connected to the internet, you can grab it. I'm sure they, they you can download the pictures too in order to like if you don't have a connection to the internet at the time, you could do that. But right. It's all about it's all about the, it's all about the cloud. <laughs> so I, I you know I would like to see one in action. I, I'm sure I probably know somebody who has one. So if somebody out there listening has one and would like to tell me about it, <laughs> I know you can change the picture. Mm. So I let's say I have a picture of my dog and I want to send it to you, sure. right? Okay, so you get that picture. Is it going to change in the frame in real time? So am I going to come home from work and I had a picture of a canary on there and now I come home and my dog is on there? <laughs> or do you have to leave it on scroll? There must be some controls. Yeah, you probably have a refresh yeah. period. Most yeah. of these ads, most of these kind of like devices or apps have a have they're checking for new content at a yeah. certain interval. Like the digital signs that we have in the library, they check every like five minutes for new content. Ah. Uh, we don't need it that much. That much, but if I if we refresh the the playlist, essentially, right? It we don't want it to take an hour or something. Okay. So it's constantly just making a connection so, up to the server. Yeah. So I didn't do a ton of research into it, but I've seen them yeah. all over the television. And I think this is the technology item for Christmas that a lot of folks are buying. I, I would say, you know? I mean, if you can't physically see your friends and family, you can right. get a picture of them. And this will do video content as well. Cool, yeah. So you can send yeah. happy birthday yeah. in a video and you can yeah. play it forever. And mm-hmm. um, I'm wondering if it appears on the screen or maybe if it's a touch screen situation where when you touch the screen, it will tell you, you have new pictures from... Mary or Joe or Steve wants yeah. to add you to the list or, you know, so I'm sure it must have some kind of yeah. interface. That's probably on the back end. So you probably you probably log into a web page and you get the notifications of the web page. Oh, so you probably do that through your app. Yeah. So they, it yeah. probably wouldn't be on the frame that you would see it. Would be, it. Yeah, it'd be in the way if it was it in the frame. Be, you don't want notifications. You just want the pictures or the movie, right? Right. Yeah. Right, Brad. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> Maybe we'll make our own. There are several companies that make those. So, um, you know, the original ones that I've seen on TV... Yes, but there are several other variations, oh, yeah. and they're pretty reasonable. They're about a hundred bucks. Uh, your higher end models with better screen resolution, yeah, right. yeah. and a, yeah, <laughs> I used a good buzzword, and with a larger screen size too, yeah. and you know, just um, in different like frame configurations. Sure. You know, whether you want it in the marble esque look <laughs> or what have you. But I do think we're going to see more of those. Um, I also think it's interesting because it kind of almost feels like a tablet sure. to me without the other pieces that go yeah. to it, you know, but yeah. I'm sure they'll do something because, you know, Amazon is great about oh, making yeah. stuff. Oh, I yeah. have all of it. I have the Echo Dot. Oh, do you? I have the show, the Echo oh, Show, which I love. Oh, yeah? I have the Tower. Yep. I have eight Kindles. How many? Eight of Why them. Why so many? Yes, because I use four of them for DJing. I use two to DJ oh, with. okay. Oh, you have the Kindle Fires? Yes. Oh, okay. And I keep two as backup. Smart. And then I have couple at home to use for fun because I don't allow my devices to go to the internet if I'm using them for DJing. I don't do that. I'll download the content first because I don't want corruption or problems. And I use Spotify for that. Sure. So um, it's changed the way I do business quite a bit. I still have a hard drive and I still use a computer for big gigs, you know, where you're going to want that security and you're going to want a wicka wicka between the two, Mm -hmm. you know, things and you're going to want the big uh, mixer to sure. use but for a regular standardized gig where you're just going to be playing background music and doing announcing it's basically sure. plug and play you yeah. know it's a uh, what, is it what is it it's a RCA uh, you stick the RCA right into oh, a Bose oh, right 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 and you're done. You, there's two connectors on the Bose. There's one for RCA, and then there's a mic jack. Oh, sweet. So you put that yeah, in, yeah. 
you're good to go. And I can control it from my phone yeah, as well. Look yeah. at me, how smart you've made me. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, so I'm sure eventually Amazon will come up with a hybrid photo frame that is also a Kindle tablet e-reader so, yes. yeah. thingamajig yeah. or something. So, you know, if you see that in the next couple of weeks... You, you can go. thank us you heard for it here that. First. Do we have a food for thought today? We do, yes. All right, hang on. Let me get us ready. All right. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. All right, so I, the, uh, I did a little research on the self-driving cars, as I said Yay. in the beginning. And so the earliest, one of the earliest self-driving cars, or cars was called the Stanford Cart, and it was built in 1961. Oh, for Lord's sake. So it was, it was there. But the issue was, um, uh, where is it here? So... The first built in 1961, it could navigate around obstacles using camera in an early version of artificial intelligence. Mm, so AI has been brewing for a while. Um, wow. There was only one problem. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> the, I love saying that. It, it, it needed 10 to 15 minutes to, to plan every one meter move. So it's not getting anywhere. So how much in distance is a meter to what we would it's know? It's a little under like three a, feet. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're never going to get anywhere doing that. Yeah. I was thinking as I was listening to you say that, I wonder if some of this technology has come from um, automation in plants and stuff. I'll bet oh, you probably, they've looked yeah. at how some of that works. Like I'm thinking of car manufacturing companies, sure. specifically where you have the line yep. and all the... Assembly line. The, yep. Yeah. Yep. So they probably took some of the technology from that sure. and used it that way. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, good stuff, huh? I wish we we could buy all this stuff. <laughs> you could come over in your self-driving car and we could watch a movie on Cinemood in the car, the right? <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to dream. Sure. You know, and I mean, with these things, the price comes down over oh, time. Always, and, yeah. Technology you know, always um, comes down. Yep. Yeah. It's like, you know, when we bought a turntable back in the day or stereo, it used to come with yeah. all the stuff, a turntable, a couple speakers and all that, you know. When we first bought it, I think it was like three hundred dollars, yeah. which I'm talking nineteen seventy yeah. was like a mortgage payment, <laughs> right. you know. And then, like two years later, yeah. it's the competition. The boombox right? was born. Yeah, right. And that caused everybody to not do that. You would just put your boombox on the table and yeah. detach the speakers, and yes. you didn't oh, need that, yeah. you know. So that made the price of a hi-fi—that's what we used to call yeah. them—go down because other things that were yeah. better or right. newer or funner came out mm -hmm. and that's how it rolls so i'm going to keep an eye on that cinemood thing and if yeah. i might just buy it anyway i mean <laughs> supposedly we're getting a stimulus check right i know it's not right meant for that but you know <laughs> we got to keep the economy rolling right. right so we have some really good things planned for you in the future but while you're waiting for us to bring you more fresh content let's have brad tell us about the companion page and maybe while you've got some time off on your vacation or you're quarantined or whatever you can listen to some of our other episodes we have in there. We've got three seasons of content for you, so plenty of good stuff. But let's tell them about the companion page. Yeah, sure. So if they go to wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, Bridging the Digital Divide, uh, you will see the current, that, that page has the current episode where um, it'll have a feed to this, to this audio and um, things you can learn more about what we talked about. And there's also a form at the bottom to suggest uh, future topics or, yeah. or whatnot. Yeah, and you can also be a guest too if you've got sure. you know experience in the technology world or you want to share some of your life experiences with technology. We'd love to have you. We've done some of that. We will be doing some more of that in the future. And I can't really say what we're going to do for shows. Um, we have some cool stuff planned, but 
Who could have planned a pandemic, right? Um, I think you and I had just started talking about Zoom right before this all happened. And then it became a thing thing. So I can't really say what's going to come around the bend. But what we can say is we definitely wish you a happy new year and happy holidays. And we're glad you were here with us for Bridging the Digital Divide. Thanks for listening.